aces got cracked and the jacks ain't falling. But I'm calling and raising because I'm balling and I'm all in. Just caught another flop. Stack chips, I'm on the guap. Going for the gusto because what's in the pot don't get a drop. Baby, get that cash from me. Lady Luck, get in the car. Threw another stack of chips. The dealer turned another card. He wonder what I'm holding because the pot is getting swollen. But I'm betting. And he's sweating, I could tell that I'm a fool I'm got aces, not a racist But I need another black card I catch another spade of these two coops in the backyard I'm a check, cause he betting I'm a wear, then I raise it, go all in He only got a pocket pair Let these kings do their thing Three of a kind is thorough Now you broke as I fold my poker joker with pebbles Check chips, fresh whip, and a house full of broad and the only thing I'm slanging is a handful of cards. We at the poker house of Dallas. Going run a run a flush. Going run a run a flush. That's us. We at the poker house of Dallas. Going run a run a flush. We going run a run a flush. That's us. We at the poker house of Dallas. Going run a run a flush. Going run a run a flush. That's us. We at the poker house of Dallas. Going run a run a flush. We going run a run a flush. That's us. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Runner Runner Flush Boys Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Sin, sitting in for my boy Dave Wonder, and I got the fellas in the building with me today. Shout out to you boys. Glad to see you guys. What's happening, Mr. TJ? What up, world? T-Mills in the building. Hey. Another episode, another show. Glad to be here. Let's go, Danielle. What you got? You know what it is. It's uh, Big Dick, Big Dog. What's <laughs> up, y'all? How y'all doing out there? Right, and we got a special guest in the building today, none other than the one and only Jeff from the Funky Town for Work. What's happening, brother? Not much. Thank you for you guys having me here. It's good to see you, man. I'm glad to have you in the building today. Yeah, absolutely. Man. I appreciate too. it, man. All right, my guys. Tell me about a little bit about your week and how things been going out here in the poker world of Dallas Fort Worth. Well, I, I guess I'll go first since I'm first up. Um Yesterday, played in the Congress tournament over at a poker house. Was fortunate enough to reach the final table after coming in late. You know, I got to it about 10 minutes left to register and ended up going to the final table. We ended up chopping it. Uh, we uh, First place got the biggest amount than the other six of us. Five or six of us split it. So yesterday went 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 pretty well. Uh, but it's been an uphill battle this week. But I, I have, did end on the positive side. So, so far, so good this week. Week's not over, though. It is the weekend. What you got going, Danielle? What you do this week? What the yeah. numbers look like? Well, the numbers looking good. You know, I ain't no, I ain't chopping it seven ways with your weak ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to chop it seven ways. Boy, get out of here. Uh, Who was I to argue? Hey, let's go. Yeah. Nah, I, mean, I, I just, I just want to know, did you stay consistent with your $900 buy-ins, and how did you do this week? Yeah, I'm, I ain't going to lie for it. You know, 900 right there, that's a good number. You know what I'm saying? Now, some of y'all rooms, y'all... Might look at me if I come in your room two hundred. Just you know, different uh, strokes for different folks, you know. But uh, nah, it's, it was good. Yesterday I lost a little bit, um, goofing off before we went to go eat, a couple hundred bucks. But you know, overall the whole week I've been good. I've been sticking to the script, playing the way I was supposed to play, and just sticking to the guidelines. And it's been good. It's been good. That's what's up. What about you, Jeff? How'd your week uh, pan out? Uh, my week is so far so good. Like TJ said, we played a tournament yesterday. Big Dog was first to get out. <laughs> <laughs> get it in bed and lose <laughs> and cry. And we chop seven way. I mean, it's better to make money than lose money, right? Yeah, absolutely. Always in the positive. I, yes, I, I would like to say I wasn't the first one. I, I 
busted him. He just rebought. It didn't chop. Oh, that's no, 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 that's no. You didn't bust me. You didn't bust nobody, <laughs> yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah. I, took, I took him out. Shout out to three, four of diamonds. <laughs> that's what's up. So did y'all, did you guys, did y'all move around the poker scene or were y'all just centrally located at one spot? What did y'all, where were y'all at? That, that's the toughest job about being in, in poker, especially if you're hosting or holding the game. It's just all the, the, you know, you try to support everybody. So it's moving around, it's late nights, it's staying up late, it's trying to reach out to everybody, trying to show love to everybody, you know, so it keeps, it's really a hectic schedule. When people think, you know what I'm saying, poke, and a lot of us play poker for a living. That's what we do. We host in games. We play for a living. It's not as easy as everybody thinks it is because you're up late. Uh, you, you sleep well into the day. This is We're waking up now coming on the radio show. This is like waking up and our day is just beginning. So a lot of times it just consumes us with poker, poker, poker. So we have to find a, a fit for everything in our life to try to balance it because poker can eat you up. It's, it's truly exhausting. A lot of people don't realize with the hours that we actually do put into it. What do you think about it, Danielle? You, do you stay on the go, or do you just centrally locate yourself and make yourself seen in that spot? Or sleep on the couch when you get to a spot. <laughs> yeah, I ain't trying to be up all night. I'll be, I'll be honest with you, man. That shit exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come over here. Nah, man, leave me alone. <laughs> you be the first one ready to go to sleep. Where you going? I'm going Back. home. Back. I'm going to go to sleep. I've got to watch Survivor, and then I can go to lay down. Yeah, Survivor did start this week, though. That's what's up. All right, my guys, let's see. Let's get on some of these topics of the week. All right, let's dig in. Now, we're going to discuss women in poker, but we're going to hold off on that until next week. Uh, But congratulations to Lala for doing excellent in that tournament. She took second. Uh, We need to discuss that Jack-9 hand against that Ace-9. I mean, you probably don't want to talk about it again, but it's a good discussion, though. But you played an excellent tournament. Uh, couldn't be more proud of somebody who, who represented uh, Underground Dallas. Yeah, Underground Dallas is taking off. You know, I ain't going to lie. Like, I... I forgot all about the tournament, and then I just woke up like four o'clock in the morning because I had threw up that night uh, from drinking too much. But uh, I was like, "Let me just see who won the tournament." I like, "Is that La La heads up?" I was like, "Oh my goodness, what is going on?" <laughs> yeah, she I had mean, a shirt on saying, "I don't even fold my laundry." Yeah. <laughs> Seven deuce. <laughs> <laughs> underground, underground Dallas is do. Now I got a question. Do you think playing underground makes you stronger when you do go play at the legal rooms? Absolutely not. I think underground is more of a gamble compared to the legal rooms where you have a lot of grinders that actually know what they're doing and they're betting on you coming in there gambling. But I would say, like, I've noticed, uh, like, the guy who won the first tournament they had, mm-hmm. underground player, Lala, underground player. And then when you do win, it seems like you win more because you, you're so used to having to make those big bets. We probably won't. We'll try to get Lala on the show one day, but I don't. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily consider Lala just you know from the underground. She has been out there in the forefront. She's done big tournaments all over, so she knows what she's doing. I'm not saying. I'm just saying, like you know, one drop of underground makes you underground. I just think it's experience, though. It's just I mean, yeah. what you playing underground, you you playing a lot more. You know, if you just traveling up to Windstar, people don't make that trip on a regular basis. But with underground games being so popular now, and you can play every night. It's just all the experience you get from playing against people, playing against people, playing against people. So when you get in a situation like that, you're familiar with it, you're comfortable, you're not as nervous, you kind of been through the through that before. So I think it just it's the experience you gain from playing underground. And you actually have to have to have the ability to kind of read people, you know, and know where they are. You got to be able to understand the table that you're at and what's going on in these hands that yeah, yeah. you haven't mastered yet. What what do you think? While we're speaking of that, what do you think makes a good tournament player? Though, is there a big difference between tournament player and just a uh, just regular cash player? 
Yeah, that's a that's a huge difference between tournament player and tell us, player. champ. Tell us. You know, I am the best double board pompa <laughs> player in the world, and I'm becoming the best Congress player in the Metroplex uh, if I ain't already. Where did they play that game at? <laughs> Around Dallas. But the the biggest thing I would say for a tournament player is you you understand that the chips aren't leaving the table. It's all designed for one person to have it at the end of the day. So you can pick your spots. You can be like, you know what? I don't feel comfortable right here. It's not even worth it. Let me fold. I get it in a few hands or an hour down the road. Uh, because in cash, you're like, mm, it's, it's money right here. I can, I can win this two, three hundred. I can win this thousand dollar pot and get up. But in tournaments, the chips aren't leaving the table. One person's gonna have them. If I don't get them now, I can get them later. Your strategy is always to get up. <laughs> I want to win this pot and get up. But the tournament is a grind. You have to sit there for a long time. You know. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's playing good and plus a luck involvement there too. You know. You do gotta like get one, lucky. One hand in the tournament. I forgot who has pocket aces. Does somebody have a pocket fives? They flop the set of fives and live with the ace. So, no, you have to catch up with the luck also. And I, plus, underground is, other thing is, you know, we all play with each other. We support everybody. We go every day, you know. And the playing in a tournament, you get to play against a different field. Playing in underground, you know how everybody plays, you know. Yeah. You, either you're scared or you just want to bully somebody, one or the other. And then... Tournament, you see a lot of new people. You don't know how they play. Yeah, the people you see travel from a lot of different places right. to come play in these tournaments. Right? And a lot of times, people, some people just get bored in tournaments because they're so used to playing cash, and then they want the, they get that, oh, I just can't sit here any longer. And what they do? Push their chips in the middle. Yeah. Facts. So how, 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 do you, how do you train your mind to not let yourself get bored in these situations where you're not getting the cards that you want to play, and you don't just shove with a bad hand. That happens most of the time. <laughs> I personally like to get distracted. So I'm always watching a movie. You know what I'm saying? As long as, I, long as I'm Even watching when it's movie, on you, you're watching a movie. You're like, Daniel, it's on you. Can you act, please? <laughs> hey, you, you, can't, you can't lose no hand. You fold. Facts. <laughs> you can't win either if you fold. Facts. I now, agree. The, I will say, like in tournaments, you, you do notice the person who makes it to the final table, like a few of them who makes it to the final table, they probably play less hands than the person who got knocked out right, like, the first day. I mean, if you play, 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 you, you're going to get caught. But Sometimes that's a good strategy to be aggressive early. If you're aggressive early, taking down the little stacks early, you can build your stack, build your chips up. So later on down the road, you can sit back and chill. Nah, I, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't even play tournaments. I'm just guessing. No, nah, I'm, I'm saying, like, I've seen so many times where I was in tournament Houston. The lady had 300,000 in chips. It's three tables. Ne the next person to her got, like, 85,000. She only make the final two tables. Jeff played in the poker tournament a couple weeks ago. Had a hundred thousand at the break. We get to the final three. Average stack is a hundred thousand. He don't even make the final table. You know, so you just keep playing, trying to build your stack. At what point do you stop? Well, I'm saying once you build your stack significantly, you still have to play your hands the same way. I think, but I do think you at that point in time you can slow down. You don't have to be as aggressive once you get. And like I said, I don't play tournaments. It's just my own opinion. Yeah, yeah. Well, keep uh, that opinion to yourself, sir. I'm a I'm a tournament winner. You know that. And <laughs> ten, know people, that. ten people was in that tournament. <laughs> I don't care how many people was in it, and it was more than ten. I won one yesterday. Well, I was. You, I decided to chop. You chopped seven ways. That, that don't even count. The whole final table chopped. I just want my money back. <laughs> okay, so that's a good question, though. In a tournament, at what point do you feel that we should talk about chopping? You know, that that's funny because when I was watching Lala playing that tournament, I was like, when it got down to three people, in my head, I'm like, man, I'm, 
already chopping. I already got chopping up for discussion. Me, me, and Lala, like, let me get 300K. Y'all can take the other 50 and divide it up how y'all want and see if that works. Some people just get offended and be like, no, we're going to play to the end. But me, I'm going to offer that at that particular time when we're that deep, there's that much money on the line, and I know this could possibly go another eight hours for both of us waiting to get a good hand. One hand can change your whole, uh, at least 100,000 difference, you know. Like, they did, they did the right thing at the end. You know, they chopped it, and they played for extra 50000 so Oh, you're an insider. You know what's going on. Okay. Yeah, I, I heard they that, too. It. Yeah, they chopped it. Yeah, that, that's what they did. But they okay. basically, at that point, you're just basically playing for the, the bracelet or the trophy or for right. the person to actually take first place. Absolutely. How, how important is you being named the champion? Is that it, is that, is that important? That's very important. Not. That's very important. You know what I'm saying? When you go in these streets and they be like, what's up, Danielle? What's up, big dick, big dog? I heard you won that double ball bomb pot tournament. Man, hey, that little ego right there. You know what I'm saying? That's very important. I don't think it's that big a difference. But get your money, though. It's not the back, that big a difference, you know, just being have a title. I mean, you play the tournament. How many people were in there? Three or two? In that tournament, I won. I won. It, was a, it was 101 people. 101 people. Mm-hmm. So how much was every stack was 35,000? It can't be 101 no, people. I think everybody started with like 20,000 and chips, something like that. But they got another one coming back. I'm going to run it back. They got another coming up next month, October. Hey, and shout out to Bobby Henderson who was listening out there. He said the difference between tournament and cash players is leveraging. Plays a huge factor more often. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that also. That's a good assessment of the situation. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you, and you play on tournaments. You, you need to, you might to look that up, man. He did go to UNLV, <laughs> man, so that explain that. I Jerry Tarkanian, the shark, hey, so, all so, kind of cheating going so, on down so, there. So, so, sometimes, <laughs> hey, man, hey, you just you just got to look somebody in the eye and just know, hey, I got you. You can't do shit today. Hey, a, another question in regards to tournaments that I was curious about because I know it. I'm a victim of it is that we like, I don't want to play a tournament. I don't want to sit there for 12 hours and – try to win money but we'll sit there for 12 hours grinding out on our other game that's not a tournament you know what i'm saying why why do we think like that if i can waste 12 hours a day playing congress or plo and trying to win 500 to a thousand why can't i sit there and try to win a million playing the tournament what, what what's the thinking towards that what, what the, the thinking is you 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 if you sit there 12 hours in the cash game you probably stuck so you think oh, hey, I'm gonna get up eventually in a few hours? Then you stuck. You like, hey, you can sit there twelve hours, be up in a, in a tournament, and not even get get cash. Okay, okay. I, I mean, think I think, I think you take a lot of patience. Also, I think since we play every day, all day, every day, so when we go to the tournament, we know it's a grind, long grind. You just get, I think, bored and tired. You know, because you play every day. Every, I mean, TJ, me, I'm pretty much just saying. Also, we play every day. Right. I mean, it's but not, if you think no about the off. think about the plus minus of a tournament compared to cash, you have less at risk with high reward, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so how come you can't train yourself to say, okay, well, if I have only so much invested, but I have so much to gain, how does that not play in your mind? How does that mess up your psyche? You should be like, okay, well, that makes sense to me. The twelve hour grind. Only cho- only cost me this amount, but look at what I have to gain. Look at the last tournament that just happened. If you invested nine hundred dollars to play a tournament and you can cash out three hundred, four hundred k, I don't care what's going on outside of this wall. I'm stuck in this seat. Yeah, that's what that's what my thinking my thinking has changed towards this. The next time a big tournament like that happens here, I I, I got to go ahead and try to. Pl- I'm, I'm going to plan it just because I have I need to. That's something to to invest your money in. It's worth it. Well, one thing about it is it's such a 
crapshoot because it's 2,000 people in the tournament. It's only three people getting six figures. And then you even get to five figures, you might have to make the final 10 people. Final well, don't the people. best rise to the top? And that's what I, that's the, what I heard. The cream always rises to the top. Over the long run, you might mess around and catch aces and a donkey beat you with eight, eight dudes because he's tired, he's ready to go. But you results oriented. Remember we said don't don't be results oriented. You still gonna play your aces the same way. If they get beat, they get yeah, beat. Yeah, they get beat. They goes. get beat. But I'm just sitting there saying sometimes you can play for a day or two, and then you might shoot one or two bullets like you do in a or any tournament because you're gonna try fire one, and you might mess around, break even, make a hundred bucks, lose a couple hundred bucks. Like you said earlier, but you have to make the, you have to make the final table to make the money. Like DJ said earlier, playing aggressive in a tournament early. You know, a lot of people get in for like you said nine hundred dollars, trying to win three hundred thousand. Like he said, they're gonna get in for the ace. Let's say you have a pocket of aces and somebody have a seven eight raise, you re raise. What are you supposed to do? You know, flop comes seven three three whatever it is. You know, somebody push in, you have aces, you're gonna push in, you lose. So it's it's a lot of luck also comes with that also. You know? Correct, but I don't think you change the style of play. No, of course yeah. not. Of course it's not. not. You have to play yeah. your hand. You have to play your hand. I will say you do have to change your style of play, though. You have to be in a tournament tighter. Correct. I said you don't change your style of play with pocket ace is what I'm saying. Right. If you're going to go ahead and, and raise and get your money. if they, I'm saying if you get beat when one tournament with your aces, the next time you have aces again, you don't have to play them any different. They, I mean, the percentage of them holding up is still the same percentage. Yeah, they, the they yeah. still, but, you, I mean, you, you can theoretically fold aces if you're – Short stack and close to the money. You're like, you know, I got to get something. You you might just fold because, you know. Would you? Why? Yeah, of <laughs> course. I've, I've seen, I see people do it all the time. But why? What do you mean you see people but do it all the time? Like, I ain't fold no aces pre-flop. I kid you not. I kid you not. Close there to was, the money. There there was, hold them. And hold them. There's a, there's a tournament. There's a satellite. Next person busts. You're on a bubble. Next person gets in. So bust them. You catch aces. Fold it. I seen a dude fold it face up right there and there. I'm not playing. I'm, I, I'm making I don't, it. I don't, I don't agree with that strategy. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Big tournament. Only three, four people left in the tournament, right? Yeah. Three of us go all in and you wake up with the ace. What are you going to do? You're going to fold them or are you going to bust all three of them? Am I short stat? <laughs> it doesn't matter. You short second or yeah, it, it, it makes it makes a big difference. If I'm short stat and the next pay jump is 10000 I'm going to fold. I'm going to let somebody get Why? knocked but out. You might triple up. I and might, you, I might let one of y'all knock out and make ten thousand from short sack to be a well, chip look, leader. How about this? This is the perfect segue into my next topic, which is bankroll management, because the conversation we currently have plays a part in bankroll management. Absolutely. If you're on the other side, so if you have a bankroll, and I'm gonna let TJ take the head with this, give me your idea of how you feel bankroll management should go. Um, with bankroll management, you got The biggest thing is that people play outside the means. You know, you playing games too big for yourself. You got to play a game that your bankroll can afford. You don't need to be playing five, ten. I see at a lot of card houses people playing in a lot of big games, and it's like do or die. I, I, I know some of these people. If they lose this hand, <laughs> it's gonna be a bad week for them and their family. It's <laughs> <laughs> What me and Daniel like to say each other, say each other time, you're going to cry in the car. Hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, you remember facts. that commercial? Please, fold, please, fold. <laughs> please, fold. <laughs> hey, I don't know what you're doing. You better, you better start trying to open up the game. You're going to cry in the car. You're going to cry in the car. What that means is that Congress can get very expensive, man. It's, it's expensive. It's expensive lessons, expensive game. There's a Congress game every day. I, I don't think it's feasible or affordable for anybody if you don't have a large bankroll to play co Congress every day. It's just... It's just, it's just difficult 
You know what I'm saying? It's just a difficult task to ask. So sometimes you might want to teeter your what game you play. You might want to play a little one two. You know what I'm saying? A little one three, something like that. Just kind of slow down the big swings. Because right. sometimes one two, like I've noticed with myself, I, I'm not a big fan of it. But when I play one two, I do pretty good at it. And you, you, you I actually a winning player at one two. I just don't play it a lot because I get bored a lot. But it's actually a good way to manage your bankroll. Also, is play one two often, play a little Congress, and go back to to hold them. To me, that's a good way to manage bankroll. If you're working on your bankroll management, and also you should budget some money that you want to use for when you come to playing these games. I would say I think Congress might be the the easiest game to not like as far as bankroll management, but like you you don't you 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 know where you're at all the time pretty much. You know if you're trying to suck out on somebody, or if they're trying to suck out on you, where you can be like, you know what. I'm not gonna get caught up like you like somebody catch aces and the board come deuce deuce and they got pocket deuces, but you ain't see that. Mm-hmm. You, you're gonna see where you're at somewhere. Well, what, what now that what Daniel saying I agree with because with with Congress I would say that's the only game that you can put your put your money in and you still have an opportunity to get fifty or seventy five percent back some of your money because you'll get quartered or somebody that you had to chop it. So that does have a you, you're right on with that. You know what I'm saying that because with and hold them you either Losing or you're going to win the pot. So you can go broke or you can win the pot. And in Congress, you can bring back, get quartered, maybe 75%, 25%. So you can, it, it's a way to stay in the game without going broke for a long, for a longer period of time, I guess. Yeah, because I had a hand yesterday. I flopped the wheel and I potted. I get repotted. I know I'm, I'm not behind. I know I'm behind. Well, how did your man How you were behind to? if you flopped the wheel? How you are behind? Because two, uh, there's two people in hand. So somebody has ace five and somebody has five six. It came two three four. I got ace five. So I know immediately once it gets repotted, I'm behind. So I'm either, I'm either getting I'm either getting quartered. There's no way I'm getting half of it. I'm getting quartered or not. And it turned out he fold. He had ace five six. So I, I already knew it. How, how do you know that? Well, everybody can have ace five, but somebody can be yeah. drawn at the set. I mean, how do you how do you know how do you fold a wheel? I didn't fold the wheel. I just got quartered, but I knew I was behind. I thought about it. I like, okay, if, if he calls, I at least get my money back. If he folds, I'm losing half. But the Congress is hard to beat. You know, that game is hard to beat. You know, let's talking about like talking about big dog. I've been let winning. Ask, let me ask you a question since you are a professional in the Congress. <laughs> right? I'm, the, I'm the best. Explain that hand to me yesterday. You won. The flop come, queen, jack, six. He ships all in. He didn't even have a pair in his hand. He ended up. Scooping the pot. He have three, four in his hand. <laughs> Turns come the ace, they would come oh, the deuce. He have three, four. Just a field, <laughs> you got bored. <laughs> you nah, you nah, was ready nah. to go. <laughs> no, nah, it, it wasn't ready to go, but you know, if you, you know how I told you, you got to stick to the script and everything's going to be okay. Well, <laughs> what script is that? The, the part was, you know, some people come in, they start doing some donkey stuff. You get off the script. It's just like, forget it. I'm, you know, whatever. Just throw it in. And that was that moment. And, and that's what that moment. That I just, I moment. just went running, running. Oh, so. as long as you honest with yourself. Yeah. yeah. Now, sp- speaking of Danielle, this is a topic we're going to cover. And then after this, Jeff, we want to see how you. We're going to ask you how you got into poker. But Danielle, I seen. I, I sat behind you the other day while you were playing cards. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I don't believe you folded this hand. Bring it it's in. It's still Bring unbelievable in. to this day. And I would like um, to talk about it. Okay, the hand that he was dealt in Congress. Was ace deuce four five six, ace deuce four five six in Congress. Ace deuce four five seven. Oh, sorry, ace deuce four five seven in Congress. He's dealt four of those cards are spades. One is an offsuit. The ace of diamonds. There's ace of diamonds and four spades. Ace deuce four five seven. Uh, there's a raise of fifteen dollars. It goes to the next person who makes it thirty. 
It gets to Daniel. Daniel looks down at his hand. What happens to Daniel? I fold it. I fold it. It's a it's an easy fold. You have to you have to you have to play the hand before it happens. Let me ask you a question. Since segwayed into this, go go ahead. Go Three ahead. weeks ago, we were playing. We got to finish this hand. Oh, okay. <laughs> like you you have to you have to play the hand before it happens, and that's the number one thing that happens when people get caught up and you. When they're on, like, oh man, I can't believe not one time, and then you blaming the dealer and all that. You, you have to play the hand before it happens. If he makes it fifteen and he raises it to thirty, you know, off the rip. If I make it fifteen and somebody raises me, I'm re-raising them. So that's one. Two, I already know it's going to be a big pot. So what happens? Rebecca says she's never folding there, but go ahead. What happens when? Shout out Rebecca. Shout out to Rebecca. What? Ha- okay, so he comes back to her. So it's a hundred to see the flop. That's what happens. It's a hundred to see the flop. You play your head in your head before it happens. It's a hundred in the flop. If it comes two low cards, off the rip, it can't come nine, nine, ten, and your hand's dead anyway. But if it comes two low cards, you're not folding because you already called. So if it goes pot, now you're now you're four or five hundred dollars in the in the hand. So tell us Try, what trying to catch it on the turn. If it don't come on the turn, now now what are you doing? You can say that about every hand, Daniel. Okay, that, that, but, I'm, but I'm but I'm saying you have to play. And I don't have. Anytime I don't have. You a, have a, anytime you have an ace with two wheel cards, especially ace deuce with I two wheel have, cards, I'm playing. I don't have was a it scoop. A, in, was it a good fold? Yeah, I don't have a scoop. It in was hand. a bad fold. He would have hit the low. But any, any low I'll, card that comes out, he has he has scoop potential. But I'll, any low cards <laughs> that come out because he has that range of hands. No, mm-hmm. no, I got I got an ace. I got a dry ace. Now what happened was they got to the turn. What was the flop? Eight-seven queen or something. Yeah, eight-seven like queen. It came to the turn. He folded. It was the, the turn was another high card. So once he folds, you call call. Now they just they rabbit the river. The river would have gave me the low. However, the low got there on the turn. No, the low got there on the river. However, I would I would have put eight hundred dollars in to win thirty bucks. Your thinking process is backwards here. You're just so results oriented, and you're not playing the hand that you're given. You get a hand of ace, deuce, four, five. It doesn't matter if they're suited or not. You have wheel cards. You have potential to scoop the whole pot. It's kind of high You low. don't have the potential to scoop the whole pot with that hand. I would give you that hand and play a hundred hands with Why you. Why don't you have potential to scoop the hand? Because you got a dry ace, and you got four spades in your hand. What's the percentage of hitting flushes? What's the percentage of hitting wheels? You, do you know the numbers here? Okay, if the wheel comes, and there's eight people in the hand, you probably got, you probably got ace, deuce. Somebody else got ace deuce, which somebody no, got ace four, which not all eight people. You 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 want somebody <laughs> to have four you, aces. you want somebody to have a deuce because you have backup low cards, you have backup wheel cards, you have a backup to scoop the pot. There, I didn't see no scooping the pot in that situation. Okay, what what hand do you what hand in Congress preflop would you pay would you play for a hundred dollars plus? I would play the same hand, but the, the ace has <laughs> to be suited. The ace has to be suited, oh, and I have to have three 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 suits in my hand. I can't have the whole. I can't have. All one suit. I have to have three suits. But I'll, if the ace was suited, then I could play the hand. Let me ask you the same question. If you're playing PLO and you get 9, 10, Jack, Queen, would you play that hand if they're if they're all spades? That's different. Why? Because it's a one-way, it's a one-way hand. It's a one-way game. Why you, but your, your whole philosophy is the ace has to be suited. Your ace don't have to be suited. It don't have to be suited. But if I'm throwing $100 in the pot with the potential for a pot on the flop, the ace has to be suited. When we we've interviewed seven or eight other <laughs> strong Congress players, and they've all disagreed with Daniel's philosophy. But I'm the best. Okay, we we'll, we'll take that you're the best on that. Thank you. So let me ask you this question: If you have a five five ten 
or five five with a rock or five five fifteen game, high, 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 low, Congress, whichever way you want to play it. What is what do you think a starting stat in that type of game should be like? Because I've noticed that most of the time these days, three hundred dollars is the minimum buy in. Are you comfortable with that? How do you feel? That they get that's a that's really a big it's a game. Bi- it's a big game probably it's probably too big for a lot of us it's too big for a lot yeah, of people yeah, that's that one people gonna be crying in the car but yeah <laughs> but I'm but I'm seeing so many people come into this game with the three hundred trying to get into the craft shoe and it's not working out for them because you only all you can when you get three hundred and I, I'm I'm a victim of it. I do it sometimes just because I want to play and I'm supporting um, when you get three hundred you really can only see the flop. Once it's potted, then the flop comes out. You're all in. You're I mean, all in. Absolutely. You can't. So you all you all out. Really. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a difference when you have a rebuy. When you can rebuy or you can continue to rebuy, that's yeah. fine. But when your bankroll is three, four, five hundred dollars, why do you feel the need that you should be sitting at this table playing this game when your bankroll does not agree with you? Because I think sometimes we feel, and this is I'm just giving you honest. Sometimes we feel pressure to go support somebody's game. You feel pressure to to play in the game, so you might play outside your means. You know what I'm saying? We want somebody to come in our game so bad. You be like, "Come on, man, come on, just try 300." Ain't that right, Daniel? So you feel like you got to. You feel like you you got. At least I'm there. I, I put my money on the table. I'm there. I'm supporting and so forth. So uh, it, it's difficult to win in a game like that because the big stacks will steadily put pressure on you. Steadily press you. Every steadily time. press you, and know you have a little stack, and you really can't hurt them. So, but if you get lucky, you get lucky. I mean. I mean, well, that, like that, TJ's right, yeah, because sometimes you get to be pressured to go to a different game. You know, you're buying for 300 but you don't have more than 300 in your pocket. you just, you know, obligated to go because people come to your game. They be keep texting you and calling you, come on, come on, come on, come on. I mean, if you get lucky, you get lucky. Yeah, at that point, you're really trying to play to get lucky and it's less yeah. skill. So, I mean, the, the rock game has made it the, – the rock game has been, become popular around here. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, it's very like, popular. And the rock – you're going to force me to put 15 in. So, do you, think, do, you think, do you think the 5-5 five five with the rock is hurting the smaller players or should we scale it back to maybe 1-2-5 with the rock and make it – more manageable for the smaller players because I see that it's 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 putting a lot of people out of business today. Well, I mean, what do y'all think? I mean, I, I know for a fact it, it does help. It helps the game with the tight players having them have to play. So with that, it does create action. But also, if you don't have enough people that's coming through them doors, the action could be gone pretty fast. <laughs> well, you have to have everybody in that game to with the big bankroll. You know, at least walking in there for minimum, minimum for two grand. You maybe play five hand, you know, because with the rock, you know, everybody calling 15. Whatever somebody have a rock, they wake up with a hand to the party right there. That's one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. If you have a good hand too, you have to. See, five people have a good hand. They want to see the hand. That's like five hundred dollars goes in three hands, basically. Mm-hmm. You know. So. So, do, right, so a, are you a fan of the five five with the rock, or do you think that it should be scaled back to maybe a one two five to make it more manageable in the in the underground poker world around Dallas and Fort Worth? I think it's a two five being more manageable. You know, or two five. I mean, two, two five or two five. You know, it's, it's everybody can play also. The five five with the fifteen dollar rock is basically to create a few. I mean, not all everybody. It's like right. a handful of people. You know, see, I honestly two, think five. you should. I, I think you should. You know, if you're gonna have a five five ten five five fifteen game, that's that should be a minimum five hundred dollar buy in. A bigger game for maybe bigger players. If you want to incorporate people that don't know so much about Congress or you know PLO. Then let's make it a 
two five with the rock, make it more manageable so all the masses can have fun and play, which is what we're doing anyway, because it's all the crapshoot in their eyes. Yeah. They're just sticking their money in there hoping to get lucky. And if you think you don't need any luck in playing poker. You're absolutely wrong. Yeah, luck's <laughs> yeah. a big ain't that right, Daniel? Luck plays a major role in it. Hey, you're lucky to win that bomb pot hey, tournament. That's hey, what I said. Hey, hey, y'all keep depending on luck. You're going to be crying in the car. <laughs> <laughs> keep depending on luck. You know what I'm saying? Hey, now, Pals, so, I got a question. Pals, I got a question. I'm just going to done with that. Since TJ talked about Daniel's hand, I was at an underground game. I'm just going to bring it one time, a little quick. So he comes in in one huge pot, right? Then he sits around, sin. So next hand, two hands later, so he was on his phone. I'm sitting next to the dealer. He's sitting right in front of me. So somebody, like TJ said earlier, somebody raised, somebody raised $10, somebody raised it to $40. Daniel, Mr. Daniel, did not look in his hand and he fold. Guess what the dealer and I was sitting next to each other. Guess what he has in his hand? Take a wild guess. Ace, ace. Ace, yeah. ace, deuce, three, queen. Double suited. Double suited, absolutely. Double suited. He did not even look at his hand. <laughs> I was in the And mid- I said, why, why you fold this hand? He said, oh, I was middle of something. I said, no, you said it was in the middle of something. I'm in, you I'm don't want to play. I'm in, I'm in the, no, I'm, I'll play. I'm just in the middle of something. Then I'm, I'm on my phone and then... Dale's on you. Here, man. Here. I'm in the middle of something. You know what I'm saying? I'm, and they would have scooping, yeah, scooping yeah. like a four thousand dollar pot Daniel if you would have played. Play. So at, at that moment, you were you you were just helping the game. You weren't actually there to play. No, no. I was. I think he looks at his hand. I put I put my pot. I probably won a hand before that. I was in the middle of something. I probably was just in the middle of Texas something doing something. And they always just Danielle is on you. Hey man, shut the fuck up. And then just just give me, just give them the cards or whatever. I probably thought I already looked at the hand. I probably thought I looked at the, the wrong hand or yeah. the hand before that. Just here. <laughs> so you need to be more aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Oh, just lip, give me a second to finish texting. You know what I'm saying? Just give me a finish text. I don't. Are like, you playing poker or texting? I mean, I most of the times there's nine people, nine people at the table, right? So most of the time, you know when that person acts is. The next person, the next person. So when the ne- person next to you asks, you're next. Yeah, right? that's called that's called etiquette, kind of poker etiquette. Yeah. That's some of the etiquette you, you, of poker. You know what else is etiquette? <laughs> Let me finish my text. I'll be there in a second. Relax. You're supposed to have a you know phone in a poker table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you the, know that. The worst, the, the thing I hate the most is when you play a poker, the game is good, and everybody's, you know, on, on point. And then there's one person don't want to do nothing until you have to get their attention. They've seen everybody act. And then when they get here, oh, they don't even like, look at their cards to get on there. Yeah, then they look at their cards. Then they want to look around, see what everybody done did. I, that absolutely who raised. That's that's because they they was watching a lot of TV poker. So back in the day, the, the rule of thought was don't do nothing until it's on you. Until it's on you, but look at everybody so you can kind of see what they're doing, see how they act. Like if, I, there was one thing they said: if somebody's eating, and then they turn around. And they put their food up to play the hand. They got a good hand. They not about to stop eating for for a BS hand. They got a good hand. So that's a telltale sign. What if uh, another tell though? I heard say any time there's action going on, it's slowed down, and somebody yells at who's it on. <laughs> Typically, they got a good hand. Good hand. They, yeah. they, they, they can't wait till it gets on them because they're gonna raise or. That's one of the key lines too. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Sound like sound like sound like you've been uh, learning you. from crying in the car. Learning, <laughs> yeah, crying in the car. Hey, you cry in the car too. I ain't gonna cry no more. <laughs> hey, Jeff, a, a lot of people are not familiar with you, so can you tell us kind of like uh, how you get into the poker scene and uh, how how uh, where where are you where are you hosting that and helping that? I've been getting the poker three years ago. The way I got into poker, I used to have a drinking problem and 
doing drugs. So I've been clean and sober for three and a half years. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And and saw playing, uh, hosting a game with TJ at our room two days, you know, um, and I'm glad TJ and a few other people. What's the name of your room? Represented. It was Trinity. We we moved moved locations. So right now it's currently, uh, uh, we're just renting out uh, days of the week. That that will be there. At the Capitol. (laughs) And (laughs) DJ and a few other people take me into the wing to teach me, you know, how to be a good host, how to run the game and all that stuff. I'm I'm very, very, very new to the poker. I stopped playing poker three years ago. I stopped playing Omaha in the Congress maybe like eight, nine, ten months ago, not even a year. So it's helped me a lot with, you know, the thing I've been through, you know. Okay, so in those three years, do you feel that you've learned how to manage poker, how to be, did you become better at poker, or have you become a gambler at poker? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I think in, in between, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> sometimes when you don't tell you want to be, <laughs> you want to just gamble, you know. Yeah. When you keep losing, 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 you just Back in your head, you think, oh, sooner or later, I'm going to win that one hand. Next thing you know, you went down 10K. So <laughs> then in, you had to go back to be grinding again. In your mind, what, what, do you, what, do you, what, do you, what is your outlook on poker? Where do you want to go with it? Well, right now, that's what I'm doing for a living, you know. I mean, since COVID happened last year, I lost, I mean, got laid off and I haven't looked anything. So I want to be manage my bankroll, you know, where I can support me and my family. Mm-hmm. You know, don't want to get in trouble, you know. Like a lot of people think they, they are professional. By <laughs> far, I'm not. <laughs> far away from that, you know. That's a tough game, especially Omaha or the Congress. That's a very, very, very tough game. So you, want, tough so you game. want to actually try to make some money, Eddie. You don't want to just gamble and right. make it a crapshoot. You want to actually try to make some money, you know, shoot your shot in some tournaments, right. see what happens. So you, want, you, you have a good outlook on what you want to do. You don't just want to get out here and gamble and say, you know, whatever happens, happens. Or Lady Luck is on my side today. You, you don't want to do it that way. You want to manage it. Of course, okay, of course. Cool. Yeah, I, cool, get, I get it. That's what's up. Now, and what, congratulations on your, uh, on your not drinking. Absolutely. No drug. That, that's thank what's up, you, brother. thank you. And keep up on that, on that same absolutely. path. Thank and I also you. wanted to say, uh, Jeff uh, was at Rockets before he came to start assisting us. And uh, sad news to hear that Rockets was closing their doors after so many years. They really? did a, They did a great job out there. They hosted a lot of tournaments Uh uh, Helen and Colleen will be missed. I'm <laughs> sure we'll be seeing them on the poker scene, though, still. Um, but, yeah, they Rockets had a good run. It was a great room. I, I actually got started there a long time ago. That's why I really – I went to Brandon's and I went to Rockets. I actually started being, like, a regular at Rockets. So I got much love for them ladies and what they created and what they've done for the poker community. Hey, do you know who Rockets' first dealer was? Drum roll. Uh, Sin? <laughs> You're looking at hey. him. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Hey, you, yeah. you know, you yeah. know who I used to see throw cars at the dealers for missing stuff. Who was that? You're looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh man, you, I don't, you give I, me the low every I, time. I, I don't even, I don't even know, I don't even know Danielle. Then boy, stop. <laughs> I, that's what I said. Man, this dude got a bad attitude. That's before I knew you, fool. And when I met Danielle, you know Danielle, uh, his mom and them still don't know he played poker. <laughs> She just called. Don't be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at this phone. She yeah. just called. Yeah. And wh- shout and wh- out and wh- to Rocket. Shout out to Daniel's mother. Yeah, uh, yeah. I hope you're listening. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I, I had a question for y'all too. Since we we're talking about Jeff and how he got into poker, and how he got. Had, has any of you guys? And I know a lot of us play it for all the time and for a living. Has any of y'all ever thought about quitting poker? Boy, 
How many times a month? <laughs> it's been a minute. I ain't crying in the car, but I'm like, I ain't doing this no more. <laughs> yeah, I had to get you out the car one time. <laughs> no, nah, first of all, first of all, I don't want nobody to think I was crying in the car. Yeah, I, just, I had to get I him just, out the car. I Come just, on, man. I'll I just, put you I back just, in. Put I, your said, man, I, said, I said, man, I'm going. I'm done. No, man, I got something. No, I'm done, man. I don't want to play. I got 200. Man, I already want to look at these cards. Yeah. I'm done. He said, just give me the 200. I said, I ain't giving you 200, but I'll put you in the game. <laughs> right. This is, I went lost that like five minutes. Five minutes, man. He, he going to look I, at I me. I could have just threw that in the toilet. You could have just gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever said I was done or I was quitting. I've I've said, okay, well, I'm going to take a break. You know, I'm going to refresh myself and come back, you know, but. I've never wanted to actually quit. I actually love poker. I love it to death. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm kind of different. I kind of manage myself a little bit different than a lot of. So people. you can't. So, just, so are you are you proof of fact you can uh, make a living off of poker? Absolutely. Okay. I don't Absolutely. know about me, but I know I. Uh, what did I say? Like I don't even like poker, but I do. I do like Congress a lot. But like, I don't outside think, of. And this is my stuff. outside perspective, Daniel. I think you don't take it serious a lot of times, right? Oh, when yeah, it's, when, a, it's, when it's yeah. serious results, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I'm lady luck, I'm trying to shoot a crapshoot, you know what I'm saying? Well, then, what's the, then that's why you be in the car looking like you be looking. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I mean, long as it don't be hurting me financially, but I'll be like, I'll be like, hey, lady luck. But no, like the last, like I said, like the last month, I say I only lost one time in Congress. Like oh. I just, I just stick to the script. So it, it like it blows my mind when you be like, how could you fold that hand? Like I don't see the outcome in this hand. So I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take the shot. I, I I play serious. Oh man, I can't believe you would do it, man. That's not take your ass you, to the car. Your folding is not playing serious. Your folding is actually I thought it was playing around. You folding some of these premier hands. How do you fold these hands? Cause I cannot understand how you can't see. You know what? We're not even going go yeah, back down yeah, that road not, with you. Right. Let's, you so right. we right. gave you an assignment. You're right. We what had assignment? an assignment for you about right. the unwritten rules of poker. Hey, if it ain't written, it ain't rule. <laughs> <laughs> what, you, what you talking about? So what we gonna do? We just gonna go around the room. We gonna go over a couple unwritten rules in okay. poker yeah. and get everybody's thoughts on them. Absolutely. Facts. The number one rule is don't angle shoot. I see it all the time. It's it's it it just depends on the situation. Shout out to Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you feel about it? How do you do? How do you handle and how do you deal with angle shooting? Or that, does it affect your play? And that's when somebody acting like they. Get, you got the hand, but they really got it. A lot of different angle shooting techniques. Angle shooting can come in a million different forms. Yeah, it's, shapes, it's, they say they say all friends love and work. All I do is focus on my hand, what I got, and what I think you got. Absolutely. And that's what everybody should do, I believe, when it comes to angle shooting. Either have it or you don't have it. If he's angle shooting you and it affects you, that means you don't have it. Correct. Correct. I, I don't I don't I think with angle shooting with me, I don't I just play my hand and I kind of watch how everything develops. So if they're in there messing around, talking, if they got the low, they got the high, I don't even pay that no attention. I know what I got and what my hand is. So I kind of, the angle shouldn't really don't affect me or bother me like that. So what do you think, Jeff? It didn't affect me either. I just at play all? my hand. I mean, I see how people, some people think, you know, I mean, it's the wrong thing to do, you know, angling. Yeah. yeah. And but, un underground poker, it's become like the thing to do because it's just the atmosphere and the fun correct. of it. And, Sometimes a lot of people that that is new to it they'll get offended by it, but it's become the thing to. And it don't make it right, angle. but and once you play with right. people, you get familiar with who who they who are. They so you kind of watch for those little techniques. Yeah, because there's no rules, I guess, underground. You know, shout out to Jordan. <laughs> slow roll, Joe. <laughs> shout out to slow roll. All right, let's go on to the next one. Slow rolling. 
And if you don't know what slow rolling is, it means you have it and you wait to the very last moment to show it. I personally believe anytime you surrender, your hand should be dead right there and there. So if somebody says, You got it. Oh, you got it. The deal, your hand's dead. That's what I think should be the rule. I don't think they recognize you got it as a term of fold. Yeah, yeah, it's not a fold. No, I'm not, I, it ain't a fold, but I'm just saying. Well, you just said. No, I'm, I'm, it's not a fold until your hand touched the muck. But I'm saying it mind. should be. Anytime you say you got it, the pot's yours, then that's what it should be. That, it, it should be a surrender. Well, let's get a petition around. See if we can get you got it on the on the <laughs> WSOP tour as a fold. Facts. You know what's the worst part of this? When you say you got it and you showed absolutely the nuts. If you play in Congress, you have both. No, Some this, people this, do that. This That's is what the they like to yeah. say in Congress. Yeah, yeah. I, obviously, Joe was a prime example of it. Yeah. You know. Sit there for you, three minutes. You, you got it. Show his show two cards. Meaning that this is his other hand. Oh, but then the other two. The oh, here go the nuts. <laughs> they, I have the same flush. Yeah. But here go the nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It, it can be taxing on you, but you, like I said, you get used to some people doing it so much, you'd be like, okay, come, can you turn the other two over? Yeah. We've been through this before. All right. Okay. So I know who they I know who they want going to do it to. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Yeah, moving so, on. <laughs> do you call the clock? On anybody, I personally, and how much time should has passed before you enact that rule? I personally believe if you're not in the hand, you shouldn't call the clock because that could affect the person who's in the hand. Like if the person in the hand has the nut, and they're like, "Hey, just take it all the time you want to think about it. Maybe you make a bad call," and then you be like, "Clock," and they're like, "Oh," oh. and then they fold. Like, "Hey, man, you shouldn't you shouldn't call the clock unless they're just wasting too much time." If they've done now, if they habitually doing it. Then you call the clock. But if it's just like, you know, once or twice, whoever's in the hand should only be the one to call the clock. So so it's bad etiquette for somebody else outside of the person in the hand to call the clock? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ain't ain't one of them unreal rules, don't speak unless you're in the hand. I mean. I I actually kind of agree with only the people in the hand should be able to call the clock because it could affect. If somebody outside of the hand calls the clock and then that person that calls the clock on, gets pissed off and says, fuck it, I'm all in, then it goes runner, runner, beep, then you're going to be hot. So I think well, should you get, well, then that goes with the opposite question. Should the person get mad that somebody that's not in the hand calls the clock? Yeah, if you're not in the hand, don't say nothing. But now, your money may be in the pot, what I'm saying. Did, did you fold? If you, if you fold I may have folded. But okay, now, you're not in the hand. Your money ain't in the pot. That's, <laughs> so, that's somebody else's so money So does right that there. bother you? So it bothers you when someone else not in the hand calls the clock? It don't bother me, but I said it shouldn't happen. If you're not if you're not in the hand, just psh, unless it's a tournament and the blinds are going up, you about to be the block. Other than that, you can be quiet. I think they have a right to call a clock because somebody taking it forever. You know, three, four so million, anybody five million. In the hand. I, I think well, anybody I, at the table. I know should. in the in the legal rooms, we should we're all in the hand because the time is ticking on us because we're playing right. we're playing an hourly rate. So don't you think everybody should be? Hey, it's been five minutes. Yeah, I'm gonna call the clock or the floor. You can be quiet. My money's in the pot. You, you, you will go watch some TV, sir. Okay. All right. Remember that rule. Right. Right. Tattoo it. So, you know, in oh, tournaments. Tough, old tough poker player. Yeah, in tournaments, tough. you are not allowed to show your cards at any time. If you do, that your hand is dead, dead. right? Correct. You know that. So yeah, it's dead. Your hand is dead. So in live cash games. How do you feel about people exposing their hands, showing everybody else next to them or, you know, at the table what they have? 
Do you think that's a rule that should be tightened up? Or are you okay with them hoes? I think it should be reinforced. I don't really like that. I don't like people showing off their hand because people can get tails on other people's faces about what you get. Hey, look at this. Look what it, look what it. I, I just like people just kind of fold or put their hand down. I don't even like their hands to the side. I want them to just push them all in. That's my opinion. I just think it keeps the game flow going. It's too many reads you can get off somebody folding their hand. Daniel's uh, one of the ones that like to hold his cards. <laughs> Go ahead, Daniel. I don't see nothing wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? As long as the people in the hand don't see, just because you think you might get a tail on something, hey, man, bump out. He folded, so obviously his hand wasn't good enough. So that's that's that. But I've seen one one, one time, because you know you're determined, you get heads up, you have to flip your hands over. I seen a dude one time, got heads up, went all in, dude called, he flips over like a set. The dude gets up and walks away. He's almost out the door. His hand is face down. They like, well, he, hey man, you gotta turn your hand, you gotta turn your head up. And he just walked, he just kept walking. The dealer reaches over, turns his head up. That's his job. Dealer have to flip his card over. He wins the pop. He hits yeah. a gut shot for the straight. Wins, wins absolutely the isn't true. That's that's positive. I've I've seen it. No, I ain't saying uh, that it didn't happen, but the dealer turning over the cards is not how that goes. No, it has to be for they all in. You have to turn your card he over to them all in. He has to turn his cards over. Yeah. But that's the rule you have if you have no, to turn your card it, over. Yeah. Right. He has to turn his cards over. If he doesn't the turn player his cards has to turn over, the cards then over. he can kill that hand. Yeah. That's what the like, killer can I per, do. I personally but, think the hand should have been dead. Yeah, they, but they reached yeah. over. He's he, he supposed to. They he supposed the to table his hand because he, he walked is. away from his hand. He, he, so. I'm talking. He he fifty yards away. He walked away. <laughs> Bam. Hey man, hey you won, you won. Come back here. I'm like, I'm like the other dude was hot. The other dude yeah, was like, what, what just happened? What just happened? And that dude like, I don't know why he walked away. You still got a gush and hit the gush shot. Boop. So you know, I've been I've been in Vegas the last couple weekends. Just yeah, tell us about it, baby. Oh, man. hey, Vegas. Oh, oh, you went back. Vegas show mad love to sin. <laughs> <laughs> sin City. I can only tolerate like two days in Vegas. So I'm ready to come back. Oh, absolutely. I, it's two days and out. <laughs> I go back two days, but you know, I hadn't had a, I hadn't I I haven't had a drink in over. 12, 13 years. Is right? this new? Is this new, baby? So I'm playing, I'm playing crafts. The guy says, hey, you gonna have a drink with us? I'm like, no, I don't drink. He said, man, I'll give you a thousand dollars. You take a drink. I was like, what? He said, I get this thousand dollars. That's a cavassier. If you take a drink. <laughs> what are we drinking? <laughs> <laughs> so I must say, I, I finally had a drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it only cost him $1,000 for me to take that drink, and it was vodka cranberry. And he was like, you got to take it. You got to drink That's it That's not all. a bad choice of drinks, is it? So, hey, I took a drink. Yeah. So I've had my first drink in the past 12, 13 yeah, I years. I can't trust you now. For $1,000. <laughs> but Vegas was good. But one thing I did notice while I was in Vegas is that everybody has done away with all bad beats. There are no bad beats anywhere in the world anymore. Oh, for real? I mean, it, there are, I'm sure there are places that have them, but even Dallas and Dallas has no bad beats anymore. How do y'all feel about that? Do y'all, did y'all like having bad beats? In they got bad beats over in Dallas. I'm, I'm not saying it's completely gone. Some places going it don't, it don't. But oh. for the most part, it's it's been done away with. It. It's not a, it's not something. I don't go play poker. Is it bad a draw beats. for It don't you, draw, yeah. it don't draw me in any closer. Right. I mean, I, I think uh, it's. Uh, I like it to have it. I mean, I like that it's there, but it doesn't draw me in. You right. know what I'm saying? It's good to have there because if you hit it, you go, I mean, it's a good thing, but it's not my draw. So uh, to me, I, if it was gone, I wouldn't miss it. It's there. I like it. I ain't going to miss it till I hit it and be like, yo, y'all ain't got this. I ain't coming back. This is ridiculous. So I hit a bad beat once. It wasn't major, but it was nice. You know what I'm saying? And I, I actually enjoy seeing coming in and seeing that number that 
it's like I can't never reach that number, but it's there. Poker House, hundred thousand dollar bad beat <laughs> as we speak. Okay, yeah. let's go. They got a Congress bad beat, uh, five thousand. Five thousand. That's cool. See, I, I mean, I like just having that draw, just in case something, the the all the stars align. Line up, yeah. Think, there you go. Yeah, I got yeah, here's it. a little something extra yeah. for you. I was, I was. In Vegas one day, and they had the Bad Beat at the Stage Casino. So it's basically it starts off at one hundred fifty thousand, and all seven casinos split it uh, if it gets hit. So the winner gets like thirty five thousand, the loser gets forty five thousand, and then everybody else splits a minimum two hundred bucks. That's what they do. Yeah. So one day it hits. Me and my homeboy there, I'm like, we like, they, oh, I'm like, what's going on? They were like, the Bad Beat here, Bad Beat here, right? I'm twenty one. He ain't. So I get my tour of this food and got up what left. Twenty five years ago. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Take that head off. Well, go ahead, finish your story. You did say stage coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. I'm, I'm done, Torje. I'm done. <laughs> Look, I, I remember like back in the day when the Venetian had when they tournaments had bad beats. Yeah, you don't remember. Venetian used to have a bad a bad beat in their tournament. It was like only $10,000, but it was there. I mean, I just like the draw. I miss it. I hope it comes Well, oh, Bobby said he says it's still big on the East Coast. So on the East some Coast. of the East Coast, some of the rooms, the bad beat still good. It's not, he says it's not, not good for the room, but it's it's good for the people. That come. Yeah. I think he's draw the only people play the very, very small game. One, two, and they want to sit there all day long, wait for, you know, the bad beat card. That's the only card, they, that's the only hand they're going to play. Suited connector or big pocket pair, whatever the beat, meet the bad beat, you know. Like, oh, yeah, grinder, definitely. Yeah, definitely grinder. Wanna, that's the only people going to they absolutely can hold that seat. I'm okay with that also, being on this side of the poker world. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, guys, one thing I want to do, let's shout out to the poker houses around town. Absolutely. Give much love to Poker House. They show much love to us. Uh, we'll probably be going over there this afternoon, a couple of us, to go play. Uh, really enjoy the atmosphere, environment, nice setup. Uh, shout out to Mike, uh, Smokey. Okay. Uh, the rest of the guys out there, we appreciate it. How you? How are your experiences at the poker house? Do you like it? Do you love it? Will you be going back? Yeah, I'm gonna be up in that thing. You know what I'm saying? In fact, anywhere I go, gonna be good because I'm just that good lately. You know what I'm saying? But the poker house has been really nice to me. Yesterday they had a good special going where it was um, rake free Congress, so they gave you like your first two or three hours for free. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So in that time, I could hit. But uh, we ended up going to the strip club, get some steak and lobster. So. Oh, man. Shout out to the yesterday. steak and lobster at the strip club. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what to set it off for me? If I could just walk in, play some poker at the poker house of Dallas, and <laughs> order me some wings. Coming soon. I think I got a kitchen coming soon. You can't beat it. That's yeah. all I yeah, need. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You Make sure you get a napkin because you're going to put that stuff yeah. on the cards. Give me some sweet tea. Absolutely. Hey, I, one thing I wanted to add to our podcast. Cranberry. We need to start doing, I think, <laughs> before we transition to some sports talk stuff, I think every week we got to give one tip, one poker tip for the community. So I, th I thought about that. I thought I got, one, I got one, one tip you. for y'all today. If Appreciate you're, it. If you're playing PLO. I, I got I got the Congress tip. Huh? Thank you. You know what I'm saying? You, you, go, not, go ahead, you, go ahead you, you cry in the car. Don't go worry ahead, about go it. Go ahead and get the Congress tip, Daniel. No, don't listen to him. He cry in the car. That's just, just one tip for PLO, though, for the PLO players out there. I don't play PLO. For Congress. Uh, <laughs> he said the tip for the PLO. You go ahead first, and I'll go after. I'll follow yeah, well, thank you. Appreciate that. that. Appreciate that. You interrupted me. So rude. <laughs> uh, no, nah, but for real. For real. Stick, <laughs> stick to... Your mindset and your script, whatever you got, no matter what the cards came, don't don't let the cards um, get emotional for you. Where you're like, 
I gotta play this. You can fold the hand. The money's not leaving the table. If you don't get it this hand, you can get it the next hand. You know, if you if you're like, man, I gotta do this, do this, just fold. There's no harm in folding. You can get the money the next hand. It's not going nowhere, I promise you. Okay, that's a mental tip. Okay, <laughs> this is a tip for PLO players out there. The game I, is. I mental. have to and I have to refresh myself sometimes too, because I, I go against this rule. If you're playing PLO, Ne- never play a hand with ace through five. Through your hand. Just stick to that. If you got it, ace through five in your hand, those numbers in your hand, just fold them. It's just, it's just a bad starting hand, and just fold them. Just don't play any hands with ace through five in your hand. So yeah, you, you get screwed with that. Two, hand. three, four, five. Any of those cards in your in your sequence of four 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 cards fold. Not an ace. I'm sorry. Two, three, four, five. Just fold them. So you want to play eight, nine, ten, jack, seven, eight, nine, ten, queen, king, jack, king, stuff like that. So that's my tip for you uh, to avoid getting bamboozled in a PLO game. <laughs> All righty then. But one thing we need y'all to do out there, we need y'all to go and like us on Facebook. We subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to, to the page. Yeah, yeah. Well, shout out the YouTube page. Shout out Runner Runner Flush Boys with a Z. You know, please subscribe to us. Um, we appreciate anybody that listens and people that follow up and people that contribute uh we'll we'll do some more uh interaction with the questions and stuff as the shows uh, go uh, go on after a week after week we'll get y'all more involved so yeah and the next person to subscribe to the instagram page rr flush podcast <laughs> is going to get a special surprise from the run around flush boys from big dig big dog That's big dog little dog from yeah. he's going to send you something yes so uh-huh. be looking in your dms for what it's he's just, got to come little dog looking for you want to look looking for him at a table near you Hey, Jeff, we appreciate you coming out, brother. We're sharing your experiences with us, man. We proud of you. We glad that you're on a recovery that's not going to ever go the other direction, bro. Thank we you. We support you 1,000%. Much love, brother. Appreciate you showing thank up. You, thank man, you. Man, I got $1,000. You take a drink at midnight. Always one. <laughs> but uh, whatever you got going on tonight in the world, we ask that you, you know, take care of each other, love each other. Don't hate on the next person beside you. Always look out for the best. We gonna you going poker house tonight? Poker house, yeah. yeah poker yeah, house yeah, yeah. tonight. Whatever you getting into, just remember, yeah. running, running flush boards. Congress game at Fort Worth. Always. You going there at too? At the Capitol. See y'all. What is it? Wouldn't want to be y'all. <laughs> <laughs> y'all take it easy. We take love it. you. I love you, mama. <laughs> Tip, don't listen to little dog. He wonder what I'm holding, cause the pot is getting swollen. But I'm betting and he's sweating. I could tell that I'm a fool. I'm got aces, not a racer. But I need another black card. I catch another fade of these two hoops in the backyard. I'ma check, cause he betting. I'm aware, then I'll raise it, go all in. He only got a pocket pair. Let these kings do their thing. Three of a kind is thorough. Now you broke as I fold my poker joker with peril. Check tip. Fresh whip and a house full of broad. And the only thing I'm slanging is a handful of cards. We at the poker house of Dallas. Going run a run a flush. Run a flush. Going run a run a flush. That's us. We at the poker house of Dallas. Going run a run a flush. Run a flush. We going run a run a flush. That's us. We at the poker house of Dallas. Going run a run a flush.